following podcast deals with topics of a sexual nature and is intended for mature audiences only. Kinks and Tangents Episode 10 What's it like to be in the middle of 2020? What a shit show! Ugh, fucking dumpster <laughs> fire! <laughs> We're back. It's been a hot minute. Um, <laughs> it's been a like hot fucking mess. <laughs> it's been a hot mess minute. Um, I feel like everyone's probably going through it just as much as we are. Um, I think we took a, a long break during the holidays as well, right? Yeah, we did. So we're yeah. back. We're, we're hoping to bring some uh, levity. Le- levity? Levity. <laughs> Levity <laughs> to you guys. Um, so Max had a really great idea, which was to revisit the BDSM fetish test, but we found something, well, not we, you found something a little bit more granular. Can you yeah. talk a little bit on it? Um, so we did, uh, I believe it was called BDSM quiz last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually pretty popular. I saw it kicked around like Reddit and, and FetLife where um, yeah, these set the questions and it would determine like what your level of kink is, you know, where do you stand? Are you more of a submissive or a dom? And you would answer with like strongly agree, agree, neutral or disagree. Um, I found a test that's actually really similar. I don't know if they like kind of copied a lot of it from that previous quiz, but it gets a little bit more granular. Um, this time it's by percentages. So uh, for example, one of the questions is, you love to see exactly how far you can go by teasing, testing your limits, pushing boundaries, begging, breaking rules, and you love to, quote unquote, ask for punishment. And they give you a list of percentages of agreements. So you can say, like, I 60% agree with this, or 100%, or 10%. So I, I think it's a little bit more granular. I'm actually in the process of retaking it right now. And uh, I'm really interested to see how this compares to the previous one. Yeah, I mean, I, again, being that it's so similar and like kinks are kinks and there's only so much you can kind of improve on it, right? Um, Yeah. But there there were some interesting new categories I noticed. So while you're finishing up your test, I'm going to go over some of the uh, newer introduced categories that we're going to be discussing um, that I don't remember being in that first quiz that we did. Pay pig uh, was, was a new one. I thought that was really interesting. A non-monogamist, which I don't really remember being on the first one, as well as experimentalist. Um, And then uh, another one that I thought was new, at least from what I could remember, was cuckold or cuck queen. And I don't remember voyeur being on that one either. I think voyeur was on it, but I think it was like really limited with like one or two questions on the old one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this one also had these sorts of questions that were like, um, how comfortable would you be Would you be interested in watching your partner have sex with another person? And that's, some level of that is voyeurism, and some level of, of that is being degraded. Some level of yeah. that is cuckolding or cuckqueening. So um, it, I, I'm curious yeah. just to sort of know the mechanics behind the way that they did this test. Yeah, it, a lot of it just seems really similar to the previous one. So I don't know if they were like inspired by it or not. But yeah, there's there's only so many ways you can go through a BSM test before you actually start getting into the more like focused, specific fetish type, you know, quizzes where it's on a on a yeah on a particular topic. Yeah, 
Yeah. And this is also, this one is called kinktest.org, whereas uh-huh. the other one that we took was more of a BDSM-centric yeah. quiz as well, which I did notice in the question. So if you're looking to maybe not necessarily take a BDSM quiz and take like more of a kink quiz, um, this would be a really good option for you. Oh, yeah, for Although sure. the, the results are super similar. Yeah. Do you have your results on you right now? I do. Oh, cool. Then let's hear it. And then uh, I think at the end of the episode, I could finally reveal mine. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So I would say my top five are going to be non-monogamist, mm-hmm. rope bunny, uh, little girl, uh-huh. brat, and experimentalist. So like I mentioned earlier, an experimentalist uh, category was was new in this quiz. Uh-huh. Um, all of this is not news to me. Something that I thought was really interesting was that there's a separation between a uh, little girl or a little boy, as in sort of um, caretaker little, as opposed to age player. And I wonder, I wonder if that's um, because that's more inclusive of people that do like diaper play. I feel like things like diaper play, they're it could be very, it could be varied between like whether you do that in an age play type situation or if you like the tactile sensation of it. Because there, there yeah. might be some people that are really into diaper play that aren't, you know, into, you know, caregiver, you know, caretaker little or that type of age play at all. Yeah. Like, and actually, I've, I've actually been to parties that were like little parties and uh-huh. I met people that were really into diaper play and they were like, yeah, I'm not really a little. I just really enjoy wearing a diaper. And like, I like sort of the sensation of it, like you mentioned, but um, they're not really into like the BDSM side of it. But then there's people who are into DDLG that do like diaper play. And then there's people that are in DDLG that are littles that are like, that's not for me. And, huh. you know, would go as far as to say gross. Not that we're trying to yuck anybody's yum because like that's your thing and it makes you yeah. happy. So do it as long as it's between consenting adults. Um, but yeah, like, it's just interesting that you have that, that breakdown in this, in this quiz for that. Something else that kind of surprised me in my quiz is, so the option for pay pig, I got 60% for pay pig, (laughs) which I thought was really weird. Uh And that's because some of the questions were around financial domination. And very interesting because on our previous quiz, they didn't really go over that at all. Um, Right. And this is actually the first time I've heard of the term pay pig. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically like a sugar daddy, but uh-huh. you're submissive. Interesting. Yeah. And 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 so it's I don't I don't wanna come off as sexist or, or presumptive, but it does mm-hmm. typically be it tends to be more common in men to be pay pigs. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, financial doming um, from women. That's just a very common thing. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it doesn't go the other way, but it's it's typically a, a guy that's giving a woman money. Um, so I thought that that was a little strange. And I think that's because, again, like the way that the quiz as- is asking you questions, there's several questions about like, would you want somebody to like financially dominate you and like give you, because I'm looking at it from like a little's perspective. That's like, oh, cute. Like, I never, you know, I never had an allowance. Like, that'd be so adorable. I'd love to, I want an allowance. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I thought of it yeah. in, like, that sort of regard. Oh, that's kind of cute. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's like, here's your allowance. Like, you can spend it however you want. Or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know, um, 
there's other ways that you can integrate money into a little play that has nothing to do yeah. with money, like stickers or whatever. Um, but yeah, oh, I, just, like I little, thought that, that was... Little star stickers, that'd be cute. Yeah, like, so that, I thought that was super interesting that I, I got that and, like, I get it. But, mm-hmm. um, so if that comes up for anybody, like, understand that that's just sort of the way that the <laughs> questions are phrased. Yeah. Um, and then another interesting result that I had was 23% cuckold or cuck queen. Um, I, we've co- we've covered cuckolding before. Um, it's, yeah. it's when you um, find sexual pleasure in in being cuckolded, which is like your monogamous partner or assumptively monogamous partners having sex mm-hmm. or engaging in se- sexy times with another person, and you kind of are like witness to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would cons- like I because again, these questions are like so granular. Yeah, it's like, would you be okay with that? Like, do you enjoy like watching that? And it's like, well, I don't hate it. I think I gave it like 20, 30%. I was like, I don't hate it. Like I've had threesomes and like, mm-hmm. I like to take a break and drink some water and watch people fuck. But like, it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm like, gonna masturbate to that or like that yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, baby, like shove it in, shove it in. Like, it's just <laughs> not, this is not my thing. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially with that, there's such... A, a spectrum of participation where you know you like watching another couple have sex but there's so many different facets like do you like it when they act like you're not there like you're flying the wall or doing it as like a show for them you know doing right. it clearly to get a rise out of you or they want to you know like get you worked up until you can't take it anymore and then you join them there's so many like different you know yeah. different possibilities with that totes yeah so yeah i thought that that was just interesting um especially because you and i we've both talked about like group sex and orgies and and that and like watching is kind of part of it yeah um that that just happens naturally so yeah it was it was weird it was interesting uh and then the other thing that was really surprising to me was but at the same time like like this isn't like this hard and fast rule like now that you've taken this quiz like you're this is you forever and like for sure who you are um because i got three percent for rigor and really? while I don't glean a whole lot of like sexual satisfaction out of like tying somebody up, I really enjoy rigging. Like I really enjoy topping people. Like I, huh. I enjoy the process of it. I just don't get any sexual satisfaction out of it. Cause like you and I have done rope play before. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I like exposing people to it. I like sharing this thing that I personally really love. Um, but when it comes to like sexy, sexy, you know, vagina wetness vibes mm-hmm. i'm kind of like eh. if anything it's kind of like i'm wet because i'm jealous and i know what this feels like so i'm like living vicariously through you yeah but it's not i'm not getting like this joy out of it's kind of like i'm over it's kind of like that it, yeah you're, you're getting pleasure out of like the idea that you're missing out on it and that's funny because that reminds me of a lot of sex dreams i have where you know, I'm watching something or I'm like, I'm witnessing an act that I really want to be a part of. So it's like kind of like that same like desire, desire that you get from that. But I, I feel like you like really appreciate the aesthetics of it. Like just like beyond just a sexual thing, you like just seeing the beauty and like the intricacies of it. Yeah, it's definitely that it's the, the, the difficulty of it. I really enjoy the fact that not any asshole with a bunch of rope could like 
do these like really complicated rigs and like yeah and at the same time you know if you wrap rope around a body that is rope bondage like nobody's Uh, trying to i'm certainly not trying to gatekeep um rope bondage but i do find it to be a challenging thing and it's an aesthetic thing and it's a thing that i can always work on and i will be handy on a boat someday like (laughs) all of those things really appeal to me but so it's literally set a sail yeah. So I, I just thought that that was interesting that I got 3% for a bigger, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, I am, I'm not really gleaning any like sexual satisfaction out of it. I'm getting sort of, Hey, look at this cool thing I did. Satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh uh, yeah. Currently I'm 60% of the way through the quiz. Nice. Uh, yeah. And speaking of aesthetics, so we're, we're recording via zoom right now. Cause obviously we're still, uh, you know, we're in our, in our lockdown phase yet again. Um, I decided, hey, I'm just going to throw a 80s, you know, geometric pattern behind. (laughs) (laughs) A little little green screen rig set up behind here. Very cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's that's really fascinating. Um, When I, I I told you this before, but like my first experience walking through a, a dungeon and witnessing, you know, people being tied up and rope and rope play. For me, it was, it was actually really beautiful. Like, uh. I, I was kind of the same way. I wasn't really that turned on at first, mainly because my mind was like, I got to be really respectful. I got to be really respectful. And like, just like trying to hold back and be a fly in the, fly in the wall to this. I'm clearly the newbie <laughs> in the building. Witnessing that and, you know, seeing couples that are, you know, in that mindset, in in that, that zone of, it, it's sort of like being in a, almost like theater play. Like you're putting on a show for that other person. And that's definitely part of it. If you're yeah. at a if you're at a dungeon or at a play party, you're obviously gleaning some sort of benefit out of being there, whether that's instructional, performative, um, voyeuristic, or exhibi- uh, as as an exhibitionist, um, mm-hmm. or you know maybe you're not an exhibitionist and this is really humiliating to you and being degraded and humiliated and exposed is a turn on. You know those sorts of things. So. Yeah. Um, I think anybody at, at a play party or at a dungeon is always going to be like what what you're trying to say, right? Which is like, yeah. I'm here. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm a fly on wall. I'm also really enjoying watching because this is human like beings doing weird, cool shit in the dark and like yeah. they're having time and that's like just yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Like being at a club, right? Like you mm-hmm. want staring at people in the club oh, exactly. dancing, like not cute, but like. You see somebody dancing and having a good time. You're like, fuck yeah, that person's having a good time. I'm yeah. having a good time. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, when you see couples, like there's, there's one couple in particular that I saw where um, the, the female in, in the group, uh, she tied her partner down and was clearly like getting a rise out of him and teasing him. And he's going insane. He had a, like a full on like erection, like in his shorts going on. And, like, you just see the pleasure in, like, both their faces. Like, they're both smiling. They're both laughing. And I'm just, like, pure humanity. <laughs> yeah, and it's so wholesome. And I think people sometimes forget that there's so much, like, the best sex I've ever had is, like, I've cussed the person out. I've probably hit them. I've laughed several times. Like, uh-huh. you, you go through this whole emotional spectrum of, like, holy crap, I'm super attached to you and you are my favorite person right now. And like, yeah. and like repulsion, it's like, oh, who farted? Or like, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. it's, you know, like people take sex so fucking seriously. Yeah, right. And, and it doesn't allow you to like enjoy these weird things like foot 
we joke about this a lot, foot, foot yeah. fetishes, but, but like, like that's a fresh. thing. Yeah. And so like, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing that like, I could see like me or my husband doing and being like, ah, and like, cause like, that's not a thing for us, but it's funny. Mm. And it's having yeah. that ability and that comfort. Again, not trying to yuck anybody's yum because like, I get it. Like that's a thing and it is very popular, mm-hmm. um, especially now. But, um, yeah. but yeah, like being able to go through that whole range of emotions and really tasting and savoring and enjoying and hearing and like feeling this person's whole spectrum of like yeah. themselves is just super cool, let alone yeah. in like a dungeon. Yeah, it's like for me, I've always had this thought that like pure sexuality is a direct window into who you are because when you like when you have that ability and that's that uh you know that that opportunity to really just express yourself with somebody that's fully going to accept you for you know whatever crazy shit you come up with that's so like reaffirming to you yeah i mean you're literally naked yeah you're (laughs) yeah like 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 your soul is naked basically like and, and, you know, your partner's there and, like, accepting for who you are. And it's, like, it's really affirming, like, as a person. Yeah, so, like, again, like, we've talked about this, uh, I think, the last time we did one of these uh, BDSM fetish quizzes, kink quizzes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're exposing a very, like, soft, squishy, ooey-gooey, special, magical part of yourself mm-hmm. when you share this sort of information with somebody that you want to rub your genitals against. <laughs> and... Um, as a person with genitals that is rubbing your genitals against that person, like remember that having this sort of information shared with you, even if you don't find it sexy, sexy, or you find it gross or uncomfortable or weird or like out there, um, don't yuck their yum. Just be like, Oh, that's interesting. I've never done that. And something like that's never turned me on, but I want to hear more because like, this is something that interests you. And like, maybe we could watch some porn about it or like at the very least like make an effort to learn more now like obviously like that's not to say that like if somebody's like i'm really into children it's like um that's yeah. a problem yeah and and let's not let's not like yeah. let's do consensual things with consensual adults doing yeah. consenting things yeah. um because children and um children intoxicated children people cannot, cannot give consent <laughs> yeah children cannot give consent period yeah so I'm um, obviously like if somebody's like I'm a pedophile, it's like that's gross and weird, and please yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, like, but like off. other stuff, but other stuff like I'm a 50 year old man that likes to pretend I'm a little boy and like be breastfed. It's like that's probably weird to some people, but at the end of the day, like that makes that person happy and like give them some slack and like if they're not hurting anybody, like Jesus, like yeah. let the man have his baby and his baba. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that that would love to, you know, fulfill that kink for him, you know. Totes. Sure. So yeah, uh, uh, there was another thing that you wanted to talk to me about. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, your toy, your new toy. You have a new toy. Tell me about your new toy. Oh, my new toy, my new toy. So um, I need to give some backstory. So I had wanted to to buy a, to- a new toy for a while. I recently purchased a prostate vibrator. Um, super fun. If you, for any penis owning um, viewers, viewers, listeners of this podcast who for some reason haven't used a prostate simulator, get a prostate vibe. It is the coolest thing ever. My only downside with that is it's really, it takes a while to set up and then clean after because, you know, you're dealing with backdoor play. 
haven't been using it that much. Uh, my my female partner, uh, she is currently out of state right now, caring for a family member, and being in quarantine, it's lonely. <laughs> so I finally decided, hey, I wanted to get a, a penis stimulator to go with my prostate vibe, and I've been doing some research and found uh, this vibrator called the Man Wand, and it's it looks like a female, you know, like Hitachi Magic Wand, except the end has two little rubberized, I don't know, kind of clamps, like a C-shaped appendage, and it's supposed to wrap around your shaft, and you can kind of use it in different angles and different ways to pleasure yourself. So you can use it while stroking, uh, you can twist it around and pleasure the head. Um, I didn't really know vibes like this existed. Uh, I felt like buying it, so I got it, and I've tried it, and holy shit, it is amazing. <laughs> nice yeah this thing is fucking rad um so yeah i'm a huge advocate for sex toys and one thing i've noticed online is there's so many people in relationships that think having a sex toy or having a like a collection of sex toys is somehow like an affront to their relationship like they're not good enough yeah yeah it's just, it's so sad. There's definitely a level of it where certainly if you masturbate to the point to where it's getting in the way of sexy times and connection with your partner mm -hmm. or, you know, porn addiction is totally a thing. Um, then just like yeah. anything, like an excess of anything is always going to be an issue. But if, if your partner is really into like a very specific type of play or stimulation and not everybody is as blessed as me. Like you can look at me and I'll come like, it's a fucking <laughs> problem. It's a problem for me, but very, very few people are actually blessed with that. Yeah. So, you know, like having a, a, a touch of, of compassion and awareness of like, it is more difficult for women to orgasm than it is for men. And like, sometimes you need like the forceps and the pliers and the vibrator and yeah. the Hitachi and the fucking jackhammer. And you got to yeah. have all things going at the same time with the water and yeah. <laughs> like a kettle on the stove. Like that's just the reality of yeah. that person's sexual experience. And like, think of it as like a fun challenge. Think of it as like, Oh cool. This is something that uh, I could help this person with rather yeah. than look at it as like, Oh, I am inadequate. It's like, bitch, you don't, can you vibrate? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> do you have and 10 speeds? No. Yeah. Do you have 10 speeds? Most men have like two, yeah. too fast or too slow. Yep. And like I I've dated. Okay. So I've had uh, friends with benefits in the past where, you know, they would bring up that they have sex toys and they were, they were scared or worried that I would feel like, like intimidated that they have a vibe they were under the impression that I would feel like I'm not good enough for them you know and I'm just like girl like I want to use this on you it's, most it's, partners are not like that yeah most partners aren't like that and like even with like male sex toys like that's that's even worse like a lot of guys there is so many things I've seen on reddit where they've introduced their girlfriends or wives to like sex toys they bought and then they feel like like really pissed off, like, am I not good enough? Like, why are you buying this? You know, like, am I not pleasing you? It's like, it's not even that bad at all. The best route is always to approach sexy times with a sense of curiosity. And if you don't understand or you find it 
weird or if it makes you feel uncomfortable to like start asking questions in a way that isn't like what am I not good enough for you but be like cool so like what brought this on how long have you had it why do you like using it so much how often do you use it can I see it can I try it on you what's the best technique like why are some people into this thing like those are all really really good questions to ask that could help you combat your own frustrations and anxieties like I have like a whole I literally I have a drawer that's like overflowing with like lingerie and rope and sex toys and like clamps and whips and chains and like broomsticks like the whole fucking like shovels are up in that bitch like I got the whole fucking nine yards right and like like, pick your poison yeah and that's just because like I think some of them are weird I think some of them are fun I think some of them like are better than others like there's no shame in having like a whole spectrum of different things and like also being smart about it and like when you're if you're hooking up with somebody for the first time and you haven't talked about sexy sexy times maybe don't pull out the overflowing drawer of like alien dildos and like (laughs) like electrocution play because like you haven't talked about it yet don't fucking spring that on somebody when they're naked and alone with you in their bedroom in in the bedroom like that's scary yeah right so like especially on your first time like you don't know yeah. person. Yeah, but like I've I've had, you know, one night stands with people that like right from the get-go, I was like, um, snap my neck and bury me in the backyard. Not literally, <laughs> but like figuratively, like, I want to go home after. And they're like, dope. And then we both leave with like seven seventh degree burns. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like that's a thing yeah. and a possibility. Um, but I've also had one night stands where like that was not a conversation and like I was a little too rough and like generally I've found that being a little rough is like welcome but you're gonna know right off the bat like pretty quickly like if you're like if you do a bite or if you do a grab really hard they'll be like oh and you're like okay that that was that was bad pain for you I get it yeah yeah you know so um yeah Yeah. like I think sorry to go back to toys like it's the same thing with toys like I've always had like ever since caught out I think I was like a junior in high school maybe mm-hmm. um I've always had sex toys like eggs and vibrators and dildos mm-hmm. and like I've always dude my dream dildo I, I've, I remember I was in junior year of high school when I like dreamt of this dildo and I have yet to find it oh uh, what was clear, it clear clear blue with Ooh. sparklies in it and little uh, stars like, you know, like the sparkle oh, stars? Yeah. Yeah, like, I really, I would love a dildo that's, like, clear blue with sparklies and, like, little sparkle oh. stars. So the closest thing that I found on Amazon is, like, this really pretty, like, translucent sort of um, white frosting um, with, like, funfetti almost inside of it. That was the uh-huh. closest I've ever, like, found to my dream dildo. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, do you remember it? Like, does it actually exist? No, just, it's just, it's just, something that, like, I've dreamed of you, and you wanted. To, you need to, like, petition, like, Adam and Eve and, like, fucking all these, you know, adult toy manufacturers and be like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you need to make this. And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, having watched, and I think you're you're kind of of the same breed, where, like, hentai was, like, very much a thing for us as kids. Yeah. Um, I say kids, like, not children. I mean, like sexy sexy times when we were yeah. younger yeah um and like wh- one of my favorite eki games or hentai games um 
had this one girl with like they were like fucking her with like a wine bottle and then they drink the wine out of her and like it's one (laughs) of those like things where it's like you could probably do that but please don't yeah i feel like that's like a (sighs) one-way ticket to like (laughs) infection bad town yeah yeah and like i'm i like the idea of food play on like a surface level but like and like i've Look, I have been no stranger to men shoving zucchinis up me. Like, that is mm-hmm. a thing. It's happened. It's in the past. It's fine. Um, so, like, zucchinis, things like that, like, you could probably get away with it. But, like, crumbly, mushy, liquidy, wet stuff. Um, oh, my God. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, my God. Max, do you remember? I am, like, so triggered. I can't even get the sentence out. Do you remember? I don't even remember what the fuck I was looking at. But I found that one gif. It was a gif of the girl with the butthole. And the butthole is wide fucking open. And there's some milk and Fruit Loops going into her butthole. Oh, holy shit. Do you shit. remember I this? I remember this. I remember this. Holy and I, I, I sent it to you and like a few other people. And every single one of you was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask my browser history. Because like this was served to me. And like I didn't ask for this. You didn't ask for this. And like, it just honestly, arrived. Honestly, if it was, like, her butthole as an ashtray, nothing would fucking shock me in, in, <laughs> anymore. But, like, please don't be doing this stuff to people's no. buttholes or, like, vagina holes that's, or, that's like, like holes. It's like a, uh, it, it, an inside joke we've had for the better part of over a decade of uh, donut tub. <laughs> donut let, tub. Donut tub. I feel like donut tub and Fruit Loops girl would, would probably be an item. Yes. They're definitely scissoring right now. Yeah. With, with like major yeast infections from all that stuff. Oh, God. Uh, so, moral of the yeah. story, toys are fun. <laughs> toys, toys are great. Toys are uh, fun. That's so funny. And there's uh, weird shit on the internet. There is weird shit. Um, it's so funny that you reminded me um, your dream dildo, because I remember, like, when I first, like, got into pegging and, like, researching it on the internet and kind of, like, figuring out the fetish, there was this one strap-on dildo that was like the cutest thing and the hottest thing. It was like meant for, you know, girls who want to be really, really cute and girly while fucking their guy. And it was like, the strap-on was like in the shape of a heart, like the, ah! like the base. And it was like bright pink with like heart outlines. And then the shaft was like a bright pink and the straps were like, like a magenta. Pretty. It was the fucking cutest thing ever. I'm like, ah. It's so, so fucking hot, so fucking cute. One of my favorite lewd um, novels is um, The uh, Claiming of Sleeping Beauty by uh-huh. um, by Anne Rokular, also known as Anne Rice. It was mm-hmm. written in the 80s. And it's uh-huh. like a four-part book series. It's sexy, sexy, wonderful, amazing, good fun. Um, mm-hmm. Written in the 80s, so there's there's a lot of stuff that's problematic about it, but like, it's still really great. Yeah. Um, but they talk a lot about, you know, it's set in like sleeping beauty's time. So they Mm -hmm. talk a lot about like different types of dildos and like, there's this one part in the first book where beauty is fucked by the captain's, um, jeweled, like, uh, uh, blade handle knife handle thing. And then like, like these like different apparatuses and like different like phalluses made of gold and made of wood and made of like 
like a thick black uh, leather, like just super interesting. Like when you think about like what people have shoved up their hoo-hahs, fupas, buttholes, ear holes, like nose holes, like people have done it all. And like, and let's they've just. Done, they've done it much longer than you think. Yeah. Like, uh, back when we were talking about, what was it? Uh, ancient civilizations. Like uh-huh. there's Greek pottery dating back to like 400 BC of people sticking things up their butt like during group sex like there's like pottery of group sex and Mm -hmm. things being stuck up butts (laughs) like that's how old it is it just makes me wonder like where do you where do you learn that like do you remember like okay if you hadn't seen pegging and porn or if you hadn't had a partner that had seen it Uh how would you have naturally discovered prostate play by yourself it's yeah by yourself because that entire area of your body is so interconnected especially the nerve endings too um like when you get turned on and someone like rubs a finger like like below you like between your legs like through your like on your butt cheeks the taint yeah the taint like lightly that's such a huge turn for nearly everybody it's so do you think that oh sorry go ahead I was going to say, it's because, like, all those nerve endings are connected, and then you have, the, like, the pelvic floor and the pelvic muscles, and that's all interconnected. So, Do you think that people just, like, accidentally touch that area doing sexy, sexy stuff, and they're like, whoa, touch it more, and then they start to explore, and they're like, whoa, like, touch my butthole, and then it's like, whoa, touch yeah. inside of my butthole. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's just the natural progression of things for people. I think so, and I think part of it also with some cultures there's a taboo about it like Toast. if you come come from like some ultra conservative culture you want to do it because it's like rebellious in a way mm-hmm. but like if you have like civilizations like you know ancient greece where there was no there was no stigma against sex at all like even then it's just like the deities that you worship are like having group sex right so it's like you're engaging in something that's like literally like endorsed by you know the gods that you're worshiping yeah yeah it's it's really fascinating it just makes me really want to find my like dream dildo man oh speaking of dreams yeah can i tell you about a dream that i had literally last night tell me tell me tell me okay so i had a dream that i okay so in the dream the person have you ever had this this moment where like there's a person in your dream and they have a sort of like tag to them but that tag doesn't actually represent somebody that you know so like for example in in a dream it's like oh this is my husband or this is my wife in the dream but it's actually like not your real life husband not your real life wife it's like this um placeholder so it's like, a, like an analog, like this is, yes. this is like my, my boyfriend or girlfriend, but it's like, it's not, but in your dream, you have this like weird emotional connection that it is like someone of importance to you. Yeah. Kind so of like that. on a chessboard, right? Like yeah, there's like yeah. all these different chess pieces. So, um, and in my dream, um, I actually didn't see my spouse in the dream, like that mm-hmm. they were just not there. Um, mm-hmm. but the person that I was having this dream about um, was my spouse's best friend. Now the person like oh. physically, visually, their voice, all of that good stuff had nothing to do with like my spouse, any of their friends, like look nothing like anybody. I, I may, he, 
he, I say he because this is a male in this stream um, in uh, particular, um, he didn't really have any features about him that were like, oh, this is whatever from like uh, the grocery store or whoever from like the coffee shop or like an ex. It was just like this like really handsome looking dude that uh -huh. in my brain had this analog of like, oh, this is my spouse's best friend who has a wife and we are now going to fuck in the shower and then we're going to get busted. And then I had to crawl into the closet and then she's yelling for me and I'm like hiding. And then I woke huh. up. Um, Interesting. So like during that situation, like what was your reaction? Like, were you turned on? Were you stressed? Like how, like how'd that feel? So it was interesting. I think, I think I'm not alone in this. Like the moments that lead up to two people kissing or fucking for me are like the most fun. Mm -hmm. um, it is for a lot of people because that's usually like when your endorphins are like at their peak, like kicking in, you know? Oh, well that makes sense. Cause I have depression. Yeah. So I definitely chase endorphin highs. That is very <laughs> much a thing for me. Um, so a lot of the dream was like that. It was like all these moments where I was like, are we going to fuck? Cause like you obviously you have come fuck me eyes and I know that I'm giving you come fuck me face. So like, yeah. can we just hurry up and fuck? Cause like, that's the <laughs> thing that needs to happen. Yeah. And then finally we fuck in the dream and it's like this giant horse stick, which I'm like actually not super into. Cause like my anatomy's just not like, I like a good gut scrambling, but, like, I don't want to gain, like, a fucking new asshole that you ripped into yeah. my stomach. Like, yeah, I just yeah. really want a well-proportioned dick. You, yeah, you just kind of just want to be slammed around. Yeah. So, um, so for, so for some reason, like, this, this dude had, like, a huge dick, and, like, we're fucking in the shower, and all this cool stuff, and I used all my tricks. That's great. And he had a good time, whatever. Mm. And um, so that part was really fun. And then it was, like, shit, like... For some reason, I had, um, do you remember when I used to have piercings in my face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, in this dream, I had uh, spider bites, which is like two on the top, two on the bottom. Uh -huh. And for some reason, I lost the, um, the barbells on all of my spider bites. So I'm mm -hmm. looking for my spider bites. I'm trying to find my clothes. I'm like trying to think of a good like alibi for like why my hair is wet, this, that, and the other. Yeah. The dude's like trying to like find his clothes and get dressed, whatever. Um, and... And then I hear, like, the wife enter the house or something. So he's like, all right, you, like, finish up and, like, bounce. And I'm like, peace. Um, <laughs> no receipts. And um, so he goes out to the wife. And, like, judging from their conversation, she, I can't tell that if she knows that I'm there or not or if she's even cool with it. Because um, I wasn't, like, given the sort of, like, vibe of, like, oh, shit, it's my wife. Go home. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, one of yeah. those, like, weird, like, I don't understand. Like, sh should I, like, flash her and, like, give her a blowjob? Because, like, I can do that. Uh -huh. But if if it's not one of those situations, I can go out the window, but it's, like, a four-story drop. So, like, just let me know. Um, so I just <laughs> was, like, like, fuck this, it. It's a really fucking detailed dream. It really was. This is only half of, half of last night because there's a whole other dream. Um, this is the second dream. Uh -huh. uh, so, anyway, I was, like, shit, well, um, and she's, like, oh, shit. I, she's, like, well, let me put my stuff down and go pee. There's only one bathroom in the house and I'm in the bathroom. Um, so I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, grab my shit. I was like, I'm just going to change into the closet. It's no big deal. So I like hunker down in the closet and I hear her like come in and she's like, Brittany, Brittany, like, I know you're in here. And it was like the tone. I couldn't figure out if it was like, are you mad at me? Are you not mad at me? Like what's going on? Yeah. And I just like stayed in the closet and it wasn't like i wasn't stressed or anything i just was like shit well, what happens now and i yeah. fucking woke up so i think i was just like in the dream i was like 
telling a story to myself and yes. I was just like I guess I got bored and I woke up I don't I don't really know like, like in that situation it's like you have like one or two situations like it's gonna get really fucking stressful or it's gonna get a really fucking sexy time yeah well so that leads me into that first dream that I had last night which was uh-huh. um my so you know that I'm part of like a rope uh group yeah in, yeah. in our city and yeah. um so I had a sex dream about some of the people in that rope group and dude <laughs> I want to die I want to die and so it's it's me and my spouse in bed mm-hmm. with this like couple from like the rope scene uh-huh. and Jeffrey Katzenberg what the fuck I don't understand I don't understand I don't understand I don't understand because I guess the couple because like we're all like in the industry so like the couple is are like assistants uh-huh. to Katzenberg or something I don't know and he has like uh-huh. he's got like attachment <laughs> problems and his wife left him and like he's like kind of come over and they're like yeah but we're at this couple's house and they're like looking at me and my spouse and they're like is it okay if Katzenberg comes over and I'm like fuck it I was like we have plenty of room on the bed and then all of a oh, sudden it, like shifts and it's a big fucking slumber party so I guess we had had a huge party uh-huh. which is why that couple was there and so Katzenberg <laughs> shows up and he he's like he like puts himself smacked down and there's like five four people in the bed. He puts himself in between all four of us and he's like, mm, like so happy. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? Why is different Katzenberg in this dream? Like so, I don't I do so, not I do not understand. So okay, so scientifically, dreams are the way <laughs> are the way that your brain moves um, short medium term memory to long term memory. it's a form it's a form of long-term storage that your brain your brain's literally defragging itself and like (laughs) adding adding all these things into into long term so i think what happened here is in the midst of the sex dream you're act one by the way yeah act one yeah so during this subconsciously in the middle of the night your brain picked up some random bit of information and it was probably the neurons that was talking about fucking jeffrey katzenberg and was like, huh, I need to put this in long-term storage. Throw it into the dream. <laughs> so, uh. so Katzenberg is in the bed. This, by the way, this is the title of our episode now. <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg is in my bed. <laughs> oh my uh. god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Mr. Katzenberg, cool. if you're listening, please forgive me. Uh. I'm literally crying. I'm, I'm, crying. I'm, okay. I'm literally having gin and spray right now, and it's like <laughs> having the time of, time of my life. <laughs> so Katz and is in the bed, and I'm like just trying to plot how to fuck the girl that's in in the bed with us. Uh-huh. And I don't want to wake everybody up. It's just like a total fucking shit show nightmare. And I'm and like I'm like, I just want to do sexy rope times with this person. Like, can we just like sneak off? And then, like, Katzenberg gets a phone call, and they're like, well, we have to go. And I'm like, can I come with you? So then it turns into this weird thing where, like, I'm, I, they're like, well, we're tired. Can you, can you go with him? Can you go take care of him? And I was like, okay. So, like, I keep, I, I, like, become Jeffrey Katzenberg's, like, assistant. Like, <laughs> like, it goes from this, like, sexy, sexy, fun time, like, maybe this was an orgy sort of situation into, like, Katzenberg like- is here. I this is the first like this, okay, we're okay, running okay. late for a fucking meeting. We okay, so which which floor are we go? Like I'm not joking. It turns so corporate so fast, and I was like, it's like what it's is like, this clown like, which I have dreamt up? It's like come for the group sex, stay for the internship. 
dude. So, okay, all uh, of this happens. So, this is act two okay. of the first stream. Okay. So, I'm, I'm Katzenberg's assistant, and I'm, like, running around. And I, like, I guess I had forgotten the, the chick that I really wanted to fuck. Because um, uh, I'm, I'm really into, like, um, like, dark, sultry, almost Middle Eastern kind of girls like like racially yeah. ambiguous girls yeah um and so this so this dream was a little weird for me because it was like a white girl that mm-hmm. i was like totally thirsty for um so interesting. that's interesting um so anyway katzenberg going to meetings going back and forth between floors like <laughs> running papers and i run into like this like daddy newsome gregory peck kind of like <laughs> character like, who's like uh... like do you remember I'm literally gonna cry. Do you remember the artist in the junkyard from Iron Giant? Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like if Gregory Peck and that guy and like I don't know, like Newsom and Garcetti, <laughs> like it's this weird daddy vibe sort of character. Okay. Okay. It's like the secretary. It's like an amalgamation of just daddy profiles. Yes. It's <laughs> I run into this guy while I'm interning for Katzenberg. And so I start obsessing about this guy. I'm like falling around like a dog around the office. And I'm like, oh shit, like I have to get back to Katzenberg. Like, I have this fucking meeting with Katzenberg. I'm just like running back and forth. And I'm like doing my best to like seduce this like daddy Newsome character in my dream it's, it was uh, so i think i reached a, i'm like sweating dude so i reached a point in that dream where i was like well i don't know how the story ends so that's when this fucking like weird fucking like my, my spouse's <laughs> best friend at this like coachella like venice beach powwow like everyone's native american we're having a powwow like uh-huh. blm march that like turned into us fucking in the shower i don't know what is wrong with me i do not i do uh, not know uh, so man. so that prompted me to like look into what my sex dreams mean <laughs> so this is from healthline all right all right all right so um <laughs> There's like uh, there's seven categories on this okay. on this particular article, right? Okay. So <laughs> this whole fucking dream, this is like a normal fucking weird ass sex dream for me. I usually have one or two or three if I so, have a sex dream. So are your wait question? Are your sex dreams this? I would say vivid. Retarded. <laughs> <this>? Yes. <laughs> Sorry to use the R word, but yes, they oh. are this out of control. Yeah. So it's like because you're the first no joke. You're the first person I know to have a sex dream. But have it continue <laughs> on into like another type of dream. Like, oh for yeah, me, I have for me, literally for me, two or three dreams a night. Yeah, like for me, it's the exact opposite. Like, wow. Yeah, like it'll be some random dream and somehow it just turns sexy at the end. Interesting. Yeah, yeah no, mine is like, yeah, I'm sexually repressed all the time. And if it's not a sex dream, I swear to God, it's either sex dreams or nightmares, and it's it's yeah. it's one or it's something fucking weird as shit. But it's almost yeah. always one or the other. Okay. Well, so, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it makes sense because you know, again, it's the endorphin rush. So it's yeah. like your body, like you know, pumping out endorphins in the middle of the night. <laughs> the while you fuck Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my God, this this podcast does not affiliate with 
or <laughs> uh, or uh, anything with Jeffrey Katzenberg or DreamWorks or, or anybody else. <laughs> early Disney, uh, like early nineties Disney, <laughs> or early nineties Disney. Okay, so anyway, this this article on Healthline is uh, kind of like, what does your sex dream mean? And so there's like yeah. seven common types of sex dreams. Uh-huh. Um, so the, here are the seven most common types, and I just I'm curious, like how many of these things did I hit in this particular dream? Okay. Sex with a stranger or acquaintance? Check. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Reoccurring sex dreams with an ex? Uh, no. Which is I I I, I almost never have those. That's funny. I've I've had them before, but it's like sex- really specific specific exes. Huh. Yeah. Sex dreams involving BDSM. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Check. So that's two out of three so far. Oral sex. Yes. Yep. Sex with a student or teacher. Technically, because that dude was kind of like a like a daddy sort of like mentor role. Check. Uh-huh. Sex in the bathtub. No, but it was in the shower. <laughs> sex dreams inver- involving dirty talk. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. So I got, I, I dreamt about five out of seven of these. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I'm so going to go back. What do they right, mean? So, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Sex with a stranger or acquaintance. What it may suggest. It may just be that your libido is high and you're just not getting your needs met. Okay. Which, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, reoccurring sex dreams with an ex. What it may suggest. Depending on how often you're having these dreams or how long you've been split from your ex, they could mean anything from getting used to a new partner or unresolved grief about an ex. Hmm. I'm like talking about what you were saying about how like your brain is basically defragging. Yeah. Um, the, the whole process of like losing a partner or losing a friend or losing uh, a family member, whether it's um, through like relationship ties or you knew that person passing away. Yeah. Um, that is like a very long <clears throat> literal neurological process where like the yeah. brain is breaking neurological connections. Mm-hmm. So that, that would make sense. Like if you're, if, if you run into something that reminds you of your ex and your brain is defragging, your ex may show up in your dream, mm-hmm. but it's not because you're like still in love with them. It's just like that person came up in your day somehow at some point And like yeah. your brain's like, cool. Do we want to keep this information? And nine times out of 10, it's like, Nope. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously. Sex dreams involving BDSM, what it uh-huh. may suggest. BDSM stands for bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. This dream may mean that you have an overbearing mother or father and that you're familiarly tantalized by the idea of being tied up and overcome by a love object or person, explains Dr. Fran Walfish, a Beverly Hills family and relationship psychotherapist. Other possible interpretations include a desire to control or wishing others would take initiative. Personally, it uh-huh. makes me wet. So it would just yeah. make sense but yeah. if it's not common for you and you're like not super into bdsm i could i could see how this might apply well it's like yeah i think that that word just falls into like what your kink or fetish is and your brain again it's you know it's sticking stuff into long term so if that is a major turn on for you your brain's gonna like basically bookmark that at a primal level like Coats. for me like for me like i have fetish sex dreams all the time like you know i have like weird 80s dreams or like tron <laughs> like tron <laughs> i get those all the time like it's nice. your brain just you know working through that oral sex what it may suggest mm-hmm. this dream could mean that you were raised with direct or covert messages that oral sex is disgusting and unwanted but secretly you desire it um um i'm gonna okay to, well 
if you're coming from a more conservative background, I could see where that's coming from. But again, that goes back to the whole, like, I'm being rebellious or, like, yeah. wanting to try something that's taboo. Yeah, know? I mean, I feel like I've, I've fucked a lot in showers <laughs> and bathtubs. Uh-huh. So I just, they're kind of like a natural progression for me with sex. It's like, uh-huh. if we're fucking, we're probably going to be fucking in the shower later because we got to clean up, right? So, mm-hmm. like, that just makes sense to me. Um, so it's the same thing with, like, oral. It's like, uh-huh. that is a huge part of fucking. And if we're not doing oral, then what? Like, to me, like, that's, it's just, like, it goes hand in hand. So on, on a tangent, um, like, shower sex doesn't really turn me on that much. Huh. Yeah. It's really strange. However, from experiences of, like, junior high and going to parties and, like, you know, going to a friend's pool party and you're, you know, you're all hanging in, like, their jacuzzi and, like, you know, tensions are running and you're, like, about to kiss this and you're all half naked and you're all half naked anyway and you're like you want to touch but like you don't want to cross that line with that person so it's like for me for like for me personally bathtub sex or like sex in a pool or a spa is such a huge turn on for me because it brings me back to like that like interesting yeah that would make sense yeah i feel like none of those things is like (laughs) it's funny it's more like (laughs) choke me and like i'll be like excited but it's like hey you want to have sex in the shower it's like okay like yeah. I've, I've had enough of it yeah. where it's like nothing special or like yeah you want to fuck in the pool it's like okay it's like are are, are people around because like that kind of makes it interesting yeah but like other because like, i i feel like I, i'm like been there done that like i fucked in a jacuzzi i fucked in, the one place i would not fuck that's water the ocean Oh, dude, fuck that. Salt? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have fucked a lot on the beach. A lot. Uh, I, I I'm sure. I absolutely, <laughs> like, 100%, I fucking loathe sex on a beach, like, on sand. Because it's just fucking, like, dirty, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> and, like, it's at night, and it's cold. But, like, your ass will be burning because, like, your foot touched the fucking bonfire. Wow. You're really like taking me back. <laughs> a very specific memory here. Oh man. Ugh. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Sex with a student or a teacher, what it may suggest. The dream yeah. may be an indicator of a person who, for instance, has a charming narcissistic father who deprived them of sustained attention. They fantasize about an all encompassing feeling of being fully loved by an authority figure. Um, huh. what? What? I, I personally don't understand and like I don't like that this is even here because like having sex with a student to me immediately implies that that person is underage and like I'm not cool with that yeah. but if it's like and, think, and even just like the student teacher dynamic like is is yeah. like so controversial and there's like a huge abuse of power there um, we're um, talking about somebody that's like your senpai or like a senior or somebody that's older than you like okay mm-hmm. maybe I could see that but like yeah like uh, like, for me, I can see where they're coming from, like, from the idea of you're this inexperienced person and there's someone, like, showing the ropes and guiding you and, like, okay, you know, kind of making the most of your first experience. Like, I can see that, but, like, as, like, looking at it from, like, a professional setting, like, fuck no. Like, student teacher, that's kind of, like, crossing the line, you know? Well, like, and the other thing, too, is, like, I've had... I've had lots of dreams where I fucked my teacher. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Whole bunch of different types of teachers too. But uh, like, 
my father is not a narcissist and he's very charming but I mean I guess like my dad wasn't around my whole life but like he never like neglected me of attention when I asked for it uh-huh. so that's I think I think it's just like it's this is just a little pandering to me of like a very specific like oh you have daddy issues like that's just not a cute look but but yeah. that being said like I do I do agree with what you're saying where it's like you are drawn to authority you are drawn to like having somebody that's like a caretaker that's also kind of leading you like that makes sense to me but this like weird like daddy issues narrative is is not cute no no all right sex in the bathtub Bathtub. (laughs) what it may suggest it's not uncommon for people to become aroused and sexually turned on by the visual stimulation of viewing an inanimate object what for, for example, Wallfish points out that the shape of a bathtub spout may resemble the male penis, or the sculpture of a nude body can be a huge turn-on. Quote, many people hold the visual image at the front of their minds and later masturbate to a creative imagery vignette of sex with the inanimate objects, she explains. It, that description sounds like I'm going to masturbate <laughs> to like an image of a Toto toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. Where do I begin with this? I think what they're trying to explain is like, okay, you have this inanimate object that looks maybe phallic or yonic, you know, like shaped like a vagina. I could get that. I don't know if she's trying to explain it as like an overall aesthetic. Like I can understand people getting turned on from like an overall aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like this is a bit of a stretch and yeah, yeah but okay yeah uh and then the last one is sex dreams involving dirty talk what it may suggest the dream says wallfish could mean a proper buttoned up person wants to let go and feel more comfortable in their own skin they may subconsciously wish to be free of their own self-judgments and preoccupation with how others view them hmm. uh as somebody who's never had a sex dream involving dirty talk i i can't really comment on that yeah um but I do think that there's something to be said about, like, having a form of communication that is, like, exciting for you in your dream and arouses you and, like, mm-hmm. whatever that form of communication is, right? Whether it's, yeah. like, a striptease or a dance or whatever, um, that's y- part of you, like, certainly trying to tap into this thing that you really enjoy. But um, I hate sexy, dirty talk. Like, I want – I'm, like, Ugh! and when I try to yeah. do it, I'm, like, have I told you my, like, worst sexy talk – Line. no no tell me tell me it was like you make me wet like a squashed grape <laughs> i wish you guys could see his face right now <laughs> but, but, but i was like <laughs> and i just went to like <laughs> i i suck at it i don't like doing it uh, i when other people do it to me i'm like okay like that's that's cute and sexy and i don't mind but the worst is when people are, like talk sexy to me i'm like i'd rather not like I'd rather, yeah. I would rather just, twist your arm and make you scream. <laughs> it's like it's just it's really fucking like I don't know generic, a little yeah. try hard. It's for for me too. Like like a really explicit dirty talk like that, being like super upfront, like zero to hundred. It's like not really that much of a turn on. Like same. What's a big turn on is like for me personally is like teasing, like saying the tone, like not explicitly talking about sex, but like kind of like like ramping up to it you know yeah yeah 
Yeah, but again, like, like not to yuck anybody's yum. Like, yeah, exactly, just because exactly. you and I are not into it doesn't mean that it's not valid forms of expression exactly. and like not sexy, fun time yeah. for other people. Like, I'm not a big fan of of that, but like sexting is fun. So like, yeah. you know what whatever makes you happy. Like, don't yeah. let our personal preferences like yeah. make you feel at all. Like, yeah, like hard hard saying. Like I I fucking love sexting, and I, I think it the delivery is part of it too. Like when, when you yeah. text someone, you have that narrative in your head uh-huh. and like you, you kind of like mold that, you know, those sentences into like what finds, you know, what, what turns you on. Yeah. Like versus like hearing it from someone with their specific delivery. And it's like, that depends if you really like that or not. What was your first, do you recall your first ever like quote unquote wet dream or like sex dream? Or like mm. your most intense yes first intense I second. do okay so I'm really into Alice in Wonderland you uh-huh. know this yes a- anybody that knows me personally is like oh well yeah um yeah. and you I know, had this it, it, okay a uh, quick quick tangent it's so interesting how like people's fandoms like even if they're not that sexual like your mind will latch onto it and make it sexual like whether you like it or not yeah, I, I think it's analogous to um, having a sex dream in a space that you're familiar with. Yeah, um, yeah. It, you're you're basically just kind of living in that world. Um, yeah, it's like almost yeah. comforting. It's like almost comforting because you're so like in tune with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Oh yeah. So so anyway, yeah. um, I think I think this was like my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm had to have been because I remember um where we were living at the time because we moved around a lot and that was definitely that one apartment mm-hmm. um and it was Alice in Wonderland and I had done something to upset the Red Queen so she like put me down on like the Mad Hatter's like tea table thing uh-huh. um the Mad Tea Party table and like used her like staff to like fuck me Cause she's, she's huh. a girl, right? Like, so she yeah, can't, yeah. right? And then um, I remember like, wait, cause here's the other thing, like I'm bisexual, right? But I yeah. feel like as I've gotten older, I've become more attracted to men. Whereas like, I feel like I was gay before I was bi. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that tracks for me that I have a sex dream about a woman. Uh-huh. Um, so that I remember like being a thing and like, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I had it a whole lot after that, um, but that was a very distinct, like, my first sex dream. Interesting. What about you? Uh, for me, I don't recall my first, like, sex sex dream. Like, I, like, sexually matured, like, pretty young. Like, that part of puberty hit really young for me. But I remember my first wet dream, and that was fucking really vivid. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it, 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 it was fucking bizarre. So, like... I was, in that dream, I was, like, Peter Pan, but, like, not, because I was still me, but I was dressed like Peter Pan. Okay, but you are Peter Pan, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my heart. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Tinkerbell had me in, like, this, like, really magical area, and, like, she was, like, the same size as me, too. Um, I, I, I don't recall what she said, but she was, like, you know, you're really gonna like this. Like, it was something that was, like, new to me, mm-hmm. and so she, like, undressed me. And, like, she used, like, her fairy dust. And, like, I, I, in the dream, I had a huge erection at the time. 
but like she sprinkled it and like it was so bizarre it's like the dust kind of like morphed into like this like glowing ring of like floating dust like circling and it would like went up and down the shaft and like she was like guiding it it was like almost like magic interesting yeah so she's That's like so wholesome yeah but like she's not like so she wasn't like puppy me it wasn't like ham job like she's like she's like doing this like using her fingers to like morph this you know pixie dust around my cock and like mm-hmm. eventually got to the point where like i woke up and like no joke like to this day it is still the biggest orgasm i ever fucking experienced in my life wow. i woke up like mid-orgasm and like it was so fucking cool dope <laughs> see so i cool. i'm so jealous that guys can have wet dreams really i want Dude, a wet I, dream i fucking hated it like it got to the yeah. point where every night i would stuff toilet paper in my underwear before bed because like it was that common and like i, mean, I don't want to ruin any more underwear <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 tough too as like a boy and like the way that our culture treats male sexuality and masturbation mm-hmm. it's like this like weird dirty thing that it, it yeah. really isn't like coming is like not a weird come is not dirty like first off yeah first off queen yeah. like a guy's spit is dirtier than his cum. Like, yeah. let's just start there. Yeah, um, exactly. And but yeah, I can feel you. <laughs> In protein content-wise, yes. sure. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I, I, I could feel you on that. And just, like, my understanding of, like, wet dreams, like, your body's having, a vis- like, a physical reaction to something that, like, you didn't ask for and that you didn't start. Yeah. And so I would imagine it's also kind of alarming yeah like for me i kind of knew at that point like what it was but i wasn't aware of that being able to be a thing when you're asleep so like the first couple of times it happened i'm like this is really fucking cool but i'm like i'm really fucking anxious about this because it's like am i broken like, like you know like is this supposed to happen when you're like asleep so i never really told anybody no that makes sense mm-hmm. And I think, too, like, it's kind of like our squirting episode, right? Where it's like, did I just pee myself? Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, exactly. like, I think that's why it's so important to have, like, I know it's weird and uncomfortable, but, like, it's important to have, like, these conversations with your kids and be like, yeah, for sure. hey, here's stuff that your body might do in, like, the coming months or years. And, like, if yeah. it happens, like, don't freak out. Um, yeah. I know it's, it's kind of gross, but, like, it happens to everybody and, like the less like the less you put people in a void of information mm-hmm. um the better you equip them for anything to happen and then you know giving them the opportunity to be like cool so i know that this is the thing and i know that that conversation with mom or dad was like super awkward yeah. um or my non-binary parent my my, my adult um huh. was super awkward and i feel I feel different and I <laughs> want to go wash my hands. But then it's like three, four, five months later, seven years later, whatever, whenever you like have sex, use a condom, um, encounter an STD, all that good stuff. Um, it's like, okay, like I've, I've been prepared that this is a thing that could happen. And these are some yeah. of the ways that I can handle it instead yeah. of like, this is a thing that's happening to me and I'm going to die. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's where your brain goes. Yeah. Well, it's like, it was, so fucking weird for me because you know half half of my brain was like i'm fucking broken like am i gonna get cancer 
And yes. like the other half is like, <laughs> I want this to happen again tonight. Yeah. Like, and in that's every the other night. thing. Too. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's when you pro, this is purely my bias, but I feel like when you socially and emotionally program somebody to feel shame or discomfort around a thing that chemically feels good to them or emotionally feels good to them, uh-huh. um, what you're doing is you're creating um, like literally a disruption in the way that they're going to process that thing. Yeah. And you are, are creating like a mental dissonance where it's like, on one hand, this thing feels great. And on the other hand, it doesn't feel great. And it's, yeah. um, it's confusing and it's not healthy regardless of what it is. Like, um, you know, when I, I hate to put it this way, but it's, but it's true. It's like, if you want your dog to come to you, when you call for them, you train them that like, Hey, when I call your name and you come running over to me, something great happens. Like I yeah. give you a treat. I give you a yeah. belly rub. I tell you what a good girl you are, like whatever the case may be. And yeah. then the dog understands like, oh, when I do this thing, this feels really good and I like doing it. And so I'm going to do it whenever this thing happens. Right. And yeah. humans are no different. It's like when I masturbate, I feel good. And, yeah. and you know, when I masturbate in the middle of work with the door open at the stall, it doesn't feel so good. And so like figuring out that space of like, well, this thing that feels good has yeah. an appropriate timing place yeah. and way of doing it. And, you know, and then like the shit that you do in the privacy of your own home with consenting adults is like the shit that you do in the privacy yeah. of your own home with like consenting adults. Like that is it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's like, yeah. if it's, if it's consenting and it brings both of you joy or, you know, all the partners involved joy, then indulge in it, have fun, be happy you know, make others happy. So speaking of making others happy. Yes. It would make me happy if you tell me how you did on your BDSM quiz. Would you like to know my results right now? Yes, Tommy. All right. In first with a 95%, I got non-monogamous. Okay. Uh, 92% exhibitionist. Okay. 88% voyeur. That totally trends for you. Completely <laughs> trends out with me and my like, <laughs> you know, same room sex and like watching fantasies and all that. Uh, 82.5% cuck hold, cuck queen. Um, okay. 70, 78% switch. Uh, and then going down from there, experimentalist at 76, submissive at 74, uh, swinger at 72, daddy slash mommy at 68. So I find that really oh. funny that like switch submissive and like a dom style rule was all within you know a couple percentage points that would make sense yeah yeah especially being a switch yeah um age player was 66 brat was 65 (laughs) (laughs) uh primal was 64 rope buddy was 64 uh girl boy 63 i thought that would be higher um rigor 60 primal hunter 59 uh, and then going down from that, let me grab my uh, keyboard. Degrader, Brat Tamer, Masochist, Degrady, Sadist, Dominant down at 47.5%. Um, so that's really interesting how Dominant scored so low for me, but Daddy was way higher. It's really interesting. Um, well, I mean, the whole subject of daddies, like you have soft doms and hard doms and you have hard daddies and, and soft daddies. And That's true. being a daddy is a form of being a dom. Um, just like being a, a predator is a form of being a dom. It's just a different flavor. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, 43 slave, 43 pet, 
uh, and then vanilla owner master mistress pay pig at 22 and then lastly fin dom at 10 percent wow so what at your lowest percentage one was 10 percent yeah and that was financial dom my lowest like i i had like a full spectrum whereas really? you sound yeah like what what did you get for experimentalist experimentalist was 76 percent. huh yeah yeah because my i have like 90 90 90 80 70 60 40 30 20 10 10 10 10 10 and then like a lot of stuff under 10 and then uh -huh. a couple of things under zero Really? So that's, that's interesting that for yours, that your lowest one is 10. Yeah. And mine, mine is like a pretty like steady curve too. Like there's no like hard, you know, drop. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And mine is too. It's just, I think yours is probably less steep than mine. Yeah. Well, what was your top score? It was like 90 what? Um, let me see. Let me, let me pull up my scores again. So... 100% non-monogamist, 93% uh -huh. for rope bunny, girl, boy, and brat. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay, so here's here's where I have a really big dip. Um, I have Degray D and Slave at 50%, Switch at 55%, right? So those are like my 50s. And then I drop down to 24% for vanilla. Mm -hmm. And then it's like 20, 20, 20, 20, 17, 15, 12, 8, 6 and then a bunch of sixes a bunch of uh, four a three and then zero percent for degrader findom and master and mistress really yeah it's interesting but again none of these things really surprise me like yeah. Yeah. i don't have any interest in financially doming anybody yeah. i don't particularly enjoy degrading people um i'm actually like really squeamish about not other people's pain but when other people are humiliated or uncomfortable, um, I, I, I tend to just I feel like, I feel like get upset. Yeah. <laughs> but like, cause you, you, you identify a switch as a switch, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've noticed like your, your Dom methods are very like cerebral, like very bratty Dom. Not like <laughs> it's very bratty Dom. It's not like super physical, like overwhelming Dom. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a, a mind fucker, and yeah. and that's actually my favorite form. I really love to be mind fucked. Like if you can make me cry, and like hit somebody out of frustration, like <laughs> done a really good job today. Oh man. Um, I think it's because just because I'm a very ew. I don't want to sound like I'm like like high and mighty on myself, but like I'm a very cerebral person, and I like to uh -huh. think of myself as very educated and like. I'm always thinking four steps ahead. Like I really love playing chess. Like it's so whenever somebody does something, I'm always anticipating their next four moves. Uh -huh. So it's a huge turn on to me that somebody can be five moves or 10 moves ahead of me or like not being able to read the other person or anticipate them. Like those are all things that are exciting to me because I'm usually so good at it. Like people are predictable. So like uh -huh. I love a good surprise. I love Interesting. It. Love it. That's so funny. Um, I might be pissed, but that's uh -huh. also kind of part of the fun. Uh huh. You know, like um, yeah. I've I've had stuff with uh my rope top, um that, she, like we have a discussion. They're like, so what do you, we what do you want to do today? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I feel like being stretched. 
And like, they were like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, push my limits or something. And they're like, okay. And I, I, I didn't expect them to literally stretch my body. Like literally oh, fucking. Yeah. I was like, yep. <laughs> like, it, like this is definitely like mentally you're stretching me and like physically I'm feeling stretched and like this is a surprise and I fucking it, hate you but you but fucking love it fun. yeah like <laughs> or like just having somebody like like edging like I recently discovered like uh-huh. that is really fun for me because I can't control what's going to happen yeah and I really enjoy fighting that and like being frustrated and like the bargaining process <laughs> and also like knowing that it doesn't matter what i say i'm gonna be wrong it doesn't matter what i say they're gonna change the fucking rules on me but still yeah. playing the game. like that's fun yeah. for me. but it takes a very specific personality to do that yeah and most people suck at it yeah for sure like for me personally like when when i'm a sub like the one thing that really turns me on or like like a bratty dom like so like for me like I, I have a super low pain tolerance. Yeah, like, you do. Uh, I, I fucking do. <laughs> like, it's ridiculously, like, fucking low. And, like, all my previous, like, talk to any, any, any of my previous lovers. They'll, like, tell you, yeah, yeah, Max is a fucking weakling. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, like. It's cool. But, yeah. But, like, what really turns me on is, you know, ha- being dommed by someone that's, like, really bratty. And, like, almost, like, you're, like, a 13-year-old like kid that's like a little bit nerdy and like she's the cheerleader type that's like she knows how to fuck with you yeah because she knows how to push your buttons because she's manipulative yeah and i think also like our discussions previous episodes about like how growing up and your experiences growing up kind of morph into like what your kinks are and fetishes later in life oh yeah and so like hanging around like my sister's friends like at a super young age and like they would act kind of bratty to me like just to get a kick out of me mm-hmm. I think that kind of shaped me later in life to be like oh shit like you know you're being like a dog kind of valley girl type that's like such a huge turn on yeah it's like I mean our our sexuality is always morphed and and shaped and and evolving and like especially yeah. in that time in your life for sure yeah, yeah it's going to sure. impact you yeah definitely and it's like that, like, you know, there's that payoff at the end, like, you know, she's doing this to get a kick out of you, but you know, eventually she's going to come around and be like, okay, like maybe you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've, I've seen that. I've seen that from guys more often than from women. Really? Yeah. Just the, the, I think it's because the society that we live in, men tend to be in control they tend to make the rules they tend to do you know like the 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 first kiss and you know uh-huh. in, in instigating sex and whatnot and so i i could see why for men like a it takes a lot of the pressure off of being like are, are we or won't we and like you know it you don't feel like you're performing and like you feel wanted and everybody deserves to feel wanted and yeah. i think men especially like i've yeah. seen this meme go around for a while um men deserve to get flowers too yeah you know and and men deserve to be chased and i know for some dudes like they are not into that so it it would make sense that like that could be appealing to some people because it's a break like for me i'm a very assertive dominating person in like 
a lot of aspects of my personal life with my friends because nobody can make a fucking decision apparently in our group of friends. <laughs> like, I fucking hate you all because you're all like, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll do all the like, fucking work. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like in my in my work life, like that is just a thing. And I enjoy doing it and I enjoy like event. Pl- like, don't get me wrong. I'm complaining about it. But like, I really do enjoy doing these things for you guys because like, let's be real. Like, my ideas are amazing. Yeah. Hair flip. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure we discussed this in a previous episode. Uh, like Brittany Jane was in charge of my bachelor weekend and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, so she tired. was like, she was like, girl, this will be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. And no. Like, so like doing that makes me so happy, but it's like, but when it's like my time to enjoy myself, uh-huh. I ain't doing fucking shit. I don't want to do shit. Like take care of me, wash my hair. Yeah. Like, you want to like spoil me for my birthday like take me to salon take me to spa like leave me alone yeah. like that yeah, sure get me a nice book and fuck off for like seven years like yeah that's a fucking great gift like just like yeah pamper me um <laughs> and or torture me and make me cry and and make you come make and make me come a lot yeah, um a lot. which is Maybe seriously that. not that fucking hard to do <laughs> oh, and on that note and on that note now dude, that we've came we should go we should go like <laughs> i have a toy and Real fucking talk. I'm tipsy and I'm gonna use this tonight. So all right. go, all go use it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I I hope that we continue back on our monthly schedule and uh, yeah, play sure. safely. Yeah, this is a super fun episode. Wow, that was that was really fucking cool. Uh, all right, guys. Until next yeah. time. XOXO. Bye. Bye. Kings and fandoms.